welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here and thank you so much for listening. This week's topic is all about Chinese medicine, yin yoga, and female health. I have my guest uh, here today, Josephine Hemmingson, and she's a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner and acupuncturist. She's a yin yoga teacher, and she's passionate about female health and fertility. She started studying Chinese medicine in 2013 in the United States and Spain, and then continued her studies here in Sweden. She's also a student of Western medicine, so she's studying nursing and she will be a nurse by next year. And she's always been passionate about health, the human body and how natural healing can occur. And she's really bringing in an important perspective today on starting to go inwards and feeling and being more focused on that than on the external and how you're looking. So it's really about going in and giving the body what it needs to feel its best. So we cover Chinese medicine and acupuncture and also how emotions affect the organs in Chinese medicine. We talk about yin yoga as a yoga practice and how it's beneficial. We talk about female health and healing of that, fertility, also diet and lifestyle from a Chinese medicine perspective and how we can focus our shift from how we look to how we feel. So this episode is great for all of you who are on a healing path in any shape or form and if you want to learn more about Chinese medicine. So enjoy this episode. Hi Josephine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. And I always start by asking uh, the question, how do you stay mindful and present in your life? Um, I would say that I try to be mindful in everything I do. And it doesn't matter what it is. Um, of course, I, I do things as uh, yoga and meditation. I love to spend time in nature. I spend time with my family. I spend time with my dog. Things that just makes me happy. But I think the main thing for me is to just be mindful and present in everything you do. And it doesn't matter if I'm cleaning my apartment or studying or working I just try to to always be present mm. yeah that's so important and yeah we've known each other for a couple of years and we have connected also with our interest in 
Chinese medicine. So maybe we can start by, uh, if you want to introduce yourself to the listeners, who you are and what you do. Of course. Mm. Um, I am a Chinese medicine practitioner and an acupuncturist. And I opened my own clinic in 2016. And I've been working there since. I am also a yin yoga teacher and a student of Western medicine. I go to nursing school and hopefully I will graduate next year in June. Mm. Um, so that's what I do. Mm. That's a great combination that you're doing and I'm doing the exact same thing. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're doing it. <laughs> I, I got so much uh, inspiration and guidance from you too. And we have the same interest also in female health. Uh, and, and I think it's a really great topic to start with. Like, how did your interest for this, how did it arise? I think if you start from the very beginning, I've always mm. been interested in how the human body works and why you get sick and how you can treat it. And I, I was a horseback rider actually when I was younger. Mm. And when you ride horses, you always look at them in the big picture, um, how they move, uh, what they eat. It's always, you always, uh, you don't take just one symptom. If something happens, you always try to look at it in a holistic way. And mm. I started treating horses actually um, with massage and manipulation. And I got mm. so great results. And so I started treating a lot of horses and I was very happy. I was only a teenager. And mm. then I... I got off that track a little bit and I moved to States to study mm. business, which was, I don't <laughs> even know why I did it. Mm. I just wanted to study something and I thought that this is interesting. Um, I could do this. But then I got in contact with this wonderful woman named Patricia and uh, she introduced me to Chinese medicine and I was just so amazed because I didn't even know that it existed in this way. She actually started treating me uh, because um, I had been on the pill for a few years and I stopped taking the pill and I didn't get my period back. And it took me months. Um, so she treated me for that. And then within just a few treatments, I got my period back. And I was just so amazed. I had no idea that this could be treated. I remember I went back to Sweden for a while and went to the and they told me I should get back on the pill to get my period back. And I mm. was just so confused and angry. And I asked them, like, why would I go back on the pill? I don't want to be on the pill. Uh, but they, that was the only explanation that they could give me that if you go back on the pill you will get your period back and you will have a normal cycle and blah 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 and it just got me mm. so irritated <laughs> and I just mm. thought that okay Chinese medicine works and I have to learn how to do it so mm. that's where it started thank you for sharing that and I think many healers and and health practitioners have been on their own 
healing journey and found how amazing these different tools can be and they want to help other people. So I think that's a very uh, beautiful story that you have. And, and how, so when, have you also felt like um, when you're practicing any type of medicine, uh, do you find that you ha- are also working with energetic healing? How, how do you put in that into your practice? I would say that every time you work with people, it's impossible not to take in people's um, energy. You always mm. feel it. Um, when I treat someone in Chinese medicine, feelings play a big part. Um, and when mm. I'm with someone in Western medicine, it also plays a big part. Maybe not as big, but I want it to get bigger. Um, mm. So I think that looking into someone's emotions and what they have been through and what energy they they give out to other people, it says a lot about them and it says a lot about the disease or the symptom that they experience. Mm. Yeah. And when you when you practice um Chinese medicine, what what type of um mod- like what type of uh, tools and modalities do you use? You have your acupuncture. Yes. And what more do you do? Okay, so I do acupuncture, I do cupping, um and mm. Chinese fire cupping. I do gua sha and tui na. Mm. And of course, uh, dietary advice. And um, it's actually a bit of uh, counseling, I would say. You you become a therapist mm-hmm. for many people. So yeah, um, I use different tools. And what when when is cupping and guash? Maybe you can talk about what you do when you're doing that. Maybe some some of the listeners don't know what these things are because I think many people when they think about Chinese medicine they see the needles, but uh, cupping and guasha and twina might be something that people don't know so much about. Maybe you can explain them and w- why you use of them. Of course. Um, I use cupping a lot, actually, because I find that a lot of people have um, a lot of stagnation, especially in this modern world where we or many people sit on the desk every day working or they're always stressed and there is something that annoys them and maybe they have back pain or um, insomnia or just something that gives them tension in the body. I I usually mm. do cupping actually, and I always combine cap, cupping and acupuncture, and I get so mm. good results. And cupping is like um, I use uh, both glass cups and plastic cups. It becomes um, like a vacuum on uh, on the area where you place the cup, um, and it separates. Mm the the skin from the muscle and it enhances mm-hmm. um, the lymphatic system it releases tension it's it's a great tool i think it's much better than massage actually mm. um, of course placing your hands on someone can always be very therapeutic but with people in pain 
sometimes when you give them a massage, it's difficult for them to relax. Um, maybe the body responds as with more tension because you press and it hurts and cupping usually doesn't hurt. Um, and mm. gua sha is also a great tool. Uh, it has similar effects as cups. Uh, I don't use it as often for tension. I use it a lot uh, for facial treatments. And mm. maybe if you have an injury or an old injury in, in some area. Um, but I think it's great. And it's very easy to, to show the patient how they can do gua sha on themselves, which is uh, great. Mm. Yeah. I think there's so much in Chinese medicine. Do you also work with herbs in Chinese medicine? No, I am not an herbalist, uh, but I mm -hmm. collaborate with my partner, Patricia. Uh, shout out to mm -hmm. her. She is the best. Mm -hmm. Um, She's an herbalist, so if I think that my patients need herbs, I always send them to her. Mm. Okay. I use moxa in my treatments, which is an herb, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's more external, yeah. and, and it's really nice, actually. And um, I think you tapped into uh, how important the emotions are and how they affect the body. Uh, that's one of the first things we learned in in school yeah. actually how the different I, I would like you to talk about that actually and maybe the different emotions that are connected to our organs as well yeah um first of all in chinese medicine we have five elements that we work with um it is the fire mm. element which has the organs of the heart and small intestine then there is the wood element that has the organs of uh, spleen and stomach. We have the metal element, which is lung and large intestine. We have the water element, which is bladder and kidney. And then we have the wood element, which is liver and gallbladder. And all of these mm. elements have different emotions connected to them. And these emotions can either get too much or too little and they can get stagnant and for instance uh, sorrow which is connected to the metal element can affect um, the lung or the large intestine so mm. if someone is experiencing grief or maybe they've lost someone they loved it usually uh, affects the lung and it can give them um lung chi deficiency or other uh, diagnosis uh, connected to the lung. Um, and mm. I think it's very important to always take feelings into account. So when I see my patients and they tell me about their problems, I always ask, did something happen to you? Have you had any internal or external traumas um, how are you feeling today uh, how was your childhood are you a happy person which is your um, most people have like a feeling that they always go back to maybe it's happiness mm. maybe it's yeah. anger maybe it's grief <clears throat> maybe it's worrying um, and these things are very important to take into account when you treat someone
Mm. Yeah, it really affects yeah. everything. And um, I think that's something that's missing, like in in Western medicine, like the link between the uh, mind, body, and soul, and also the emotional body. Um, how that is another layer that affects everything and is affected by the physical body too. So I think that's, and that's one of the things that we work with a lot, I think, in yoga as well, to uh, start uh, slowing down and to feel what's happening in the body so we can address it and and, uh, heal it from within. So how did you get into uh, yin yoga? Um. I started doing yoga when I was a dancer, actually, because I got some injuries mm. and I I realized that yoga was a good supplement. Uh, so I, but at that time, I did a lot of Ashtanga yoga. Uh, now I never mm. do Ashtanga. I always do yin yoga <laughs> or maybe restorative yeah. yoga. Um, mm. So um, I started doing yin yoga maybe five, six years ago. Uh, but I didn't, uh, I wasn't very mindful with what I was doing. I was just doing yoga because I loved it. And then when I became a yin yoga teacher, I realized that this is so helpful and it's so helpful in your everyday life. It doesn't matter what you're doing, if you're studying or if you're uh, working or you have a stressful life or you have uh, not a stressful life or you're happy or you're sad, you can always use these tools with how to use your body to connect, to feel your breathing um, and just to learn how to be more present. Because I think that in the Western world, people forget that they even have a body and the only thing that they connect it to is how it looks, how, what, how, what you look like, what you're wearing, what your body size is. And for me, that's just insane. It's not the purpose of your body. Your body has many beautiful functions. It carries your soul. Stop focusing on the outside and start focusing on the inside and Yin yoga is a great tool for that because you really learn how to feel every little piece in your body. Yeah, I love that. And the practice of yin yoga is also a mix where we also add uh, Chinese medicine, actually. So, so how is that? How does that work actually with the meridians and the different postures? So, um, in the different postures, you always focus on on a different um, area in your body. So when you look at it from a Chinese medicine perspective, it is mm. uh, the focus is to release tension in the meridian. So if mm. you're in a posture and you're relaxing for three or four or five minutes, you can feel the chi going through the meridian if you know where the meridian goes. Maybe you can feel chi, but you don't know it's chi. 
people usually say that, oh, I feel a tingling feeling in my legs or I felt so relaxed. But then suddenly I could feel a sting or something happening in my arm and they can show me where it is. And I say, oh, that's the heart meridian. That's where you connected today. Mm. So um, I think that if you if you know what you're doing and you know how it affects you, it gives more purpose because you really know how important it is. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that uh, yin yoga is a great also balance to everything else that we do because it's such a, it's it's a still practice that when we're passive and just letting go, we can still do so much great things for our body without doing anything. We're just connecting and and uh, resting in the yeah. poses. I love yeah, that about exactly. yin yoga. It it's like the first thing I do in the morning is yin yoga. Actually, just getting into uh, stillness before starting the day with the more young activities and getting <laughs> exactly. energized. And yeah, exactly. I love that. But I used to be the opposite. I love to like start off like really hard going to the gym and all of that. But I really appreciate the slow and nice starts in the morning now and just do, being at home and just breathing and, and connecting yeah. to my body. So yeah, it's a I think part. it's very important and it, and it doesn't have to take long. You can just do one or two poses and you can do it while drinking your tea or uh, if you sit mm. on the floor, which I do when I do my makeup, <laughs> I usually sit on the floor yeah. and maybe I sit in the butterfly pose. Mm. So you, you yeah, can just, you can so use good. it all the time. When I'm in school and I'm in yeah. a lecture, I always take my shoes off and I, I pull my legs up on the, on the chair because then I can do another pose. Mm. Um, so exactly. it's very useful um, in your everyday life, if you know how to do it. Yeah, it is. And it's so, it, it's also great for anyone because you don't have to be a, in a certain, like, even if you're, you have low energy or if you're not like yoga can look yeah. intimidating this, what we see in the social media, but this is really yeah. for everyone. Like in yoga, everyone can practice no matter how old you are, how uh, like stiff you feel, or if you don't feel, it's not about that. It's about getting into this deep stretch, which is not through force. It just happens softly. I think that's a good practice. And I think uh, another thing that I wanted to, talk to you about is is just your what we we tapped into earlier your interest in yes. female health and um, I think that's a great because this is something that you're passionate about and that you have even like you want to focus I what I understood you want to focus on uh, yes. that type of healing so my first question for you as a practitioner is what how often do you have patients with these type of issues i would say maybe 8 out of 10 um it's yeah yeah it's so very it's common lot. and it's mm. 
women in all ages. It can be a teenager mm. with、um, period cramps. It can be、mm. someone who is trying to get pregnant.、Uh, it can be someone in a、uh, woman in menopause.、Uh, but it all has to do with the same thing in the body. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And in, from Chinese medicine perspective, because the perspective is so different in Chinese medicine compared to Western medicine, how do they see female health and imbalances in female well, health? Well,、um, when you look at female health, you have to start focusing on the heart and the kidneys, and then connected to the uterus. But it depends on what problem you have. It's if it's、um, trouble getting pregnant, it usually has to do with the blood or the kidneys.、Uh, it can also be related to the spleen. It can be related to the liver,、mm. depending on your issue.、Uh, a lot of women today that I meet, they have been on the pill for a long time. Maybe they.、Mm. Started taking the pill when they were fifteen、uh, because they had period cramps.、Mm. So not even as a contraceptive because they didn't want to get pregnant, but because they had period cramps.、Mm. And maybe they take the pill for ten or fifteen years, and when they get off, they don't get their period back. That's very common.、Mm. Um, it's also very common that they stop taking the pill after a while. They get their period back. Uh, and they have regular periods, but they just don't get pregnant. So,、mm. usually, the way I treat、uh, these women, it it's、um, to I have to eliminate phlegm in the body. They have a lot of phlegm usually,、mm. because、uh, the pill has a side effect that、uh, makes the The phlegm and the the juices, or I don't know how to explain it, but、mm-hmm. in the, around the uterus、yeah. and around the ovaries and in the ovaries, it thickens it, so it makes it difficult、mm-hmm. for the egg to arrive, and it makes it difficult for the sperm to enter. So,、mm-hmm. in for these women, I treat the spleen a lot.、Um, So、um, it depends. No woman is the same, and no treatment is the same. But I would say that the main components are、um, the heart meridian or the heart. You can treat the heart without without going to the heart meridian.、Um, I treat the、mm. kidneys, the liver, and the spleen.、Um, so、mm. yeah, <laughs> it's difficult to explain、yeah. in a way that. Someone who doesn't know about Chinese medicine would understand. It, someone who knows about Chinese、mm. medicine, it's it's super easy. But if you explain it to someone who knows Western medicine, and you talk about、uh, getting pregnant, and I start talking about the heart and the spleen, they they would think that I'm crazy. <laughs> so、mm. it's very different. it's so different. It the. The organs have different、uh, functions. Although now that we're studying Western, I can see the the connection definitely from these ancient、uh, sciences. Like I understand the connection of why they have、um, uh, 
yeah, why why a certain organ has a certain mm-hmm. function because in the mm-hmm. end they do, right? But it's it's very interesting just from a Chinese medicine perspective. You said like phlegm and dampness that's that could be uh, a lot. Uh, there can be a lot of that in uh, women who have yeah. been on contraceptives. And how about from a West, uh, Chinese medicine perspective, uh, dysmenorrhea or menstrual cramps? What how how is that? Um, it usually has to do with a lot of cold and stagnation. It can also depend. It can be mm. depending on what your periods look like. Maybe you have a, um, uh, cramps in the beginning of your period. Maybe you have cramps in the middle of your period. Mm. Maybe you have cramps after your period. If you have cramps and you have a lot of blood clot and dark blood, mm. that's one issue. If you have cramps and you have a heavy blood flow with clear and red blood that's another issue so it's difficult to say you can't say Mm. that there's like one one pattern but the most common thing here in sweden is that you have too much cold um and Mm. the balance between the yin and the yang is is not good and i think that the way we live today and the way that women live it's it's not very beneficial for our home hormone system and for our cycles to work the way they should and for us to get pregnant we know that every year more and more women um look for alternative uh ways to get pregnant with IVF or with egg stimulation um so there's mm obviously something wrong with what we're doing and I see that a lot Mm. Uh, and I always try to Mm. tell these women um, how or show them how they can change their lives because they have a big responsibility I can only do so much with my needles and the treatments but the actually the biggest responsibility is to change the lifestyle Um, and that Mm. um goes into dysmenorrhea and amenorrhea and, and everything uh, because it's all connected. Mm. Oh. Yeah. And when you, when you see these different imbalances, how, how often do you also see that there is an emotional component? Very often, I would them? say. Very often. Mm. I, I would say the typical woman that I meet is... Uh, type A personality wants mm-hmm. to always perform, maybe has a, a good job, is working a lot, uh, it thinks it's very important with looks, uh, exercises a mm-hmm. lot. Some women and men, they exercise as if they were elite athletes maybe five, six, seven Mm. times per week, maybe more than one time a day. Um, They walk Mm. with six packs because they think it's important. Um, They eat Mm. like bare minimum, I would say. They're on a very strict diet. They eat a lot of salads. They drink uh, protein drinks. Um, They're 
their way of looking at their body is the complete opposite of what I want when I am treating them. They usually walk with too little clothes. Mm. They're always cold. If you feel the pulse or you feel hands and feet, they're always cold. Um, so mm. I would say when they come to my clinic, it's not only treating, it's so much more. They have to change their lifestyle and it can take a long time. And when you start telling someone, okay, I love, I know that you love working out or maybe you do CrossFit or, or something else. You have to stop that now. They, they become, they don't like mm. to hear that information because they think that, but everyone yeah. says that working out is great and I have to do it because it's good for the heart. And, um, I don't want to get fat. I don't want to have uh, a belly or mm. I don't know. It's not, it doesn't even have to do anything with obesity, but people just don't want to have, I don't know, excess fat anywhere. And I say, no, but it's important mm. to have fat on your body. Please stop. Um, you have mm. to take care of yourself. What's the purpose of having a body? Why you have to understand that as a, a woman, you cannot if you want to have babies or you want to have a good menstrual cycle, you cannot live like this. Of course, some people can, uh, but most can't. And that's something I, I see all the time and it always becomes an issue with Western medicine and Chinese medicine because in Western mm. medicine, you look at the body in a different way. Now that I have, I'm actually doing yeah. an internship now in a hospital and they always talk about diet and how you should eat and how you should eat your fruits and vegetables and that they should be raw and they should not be cooked and you should drink mm. this and that much water or you should eat certain foods and when I look at it from a Chinese medicine perspective, it's the com often the complete opposite. So it's it's very yeah. um, difficult to reach a goal. I think some women are so interested and they really want to learn and they really want to get pregnant or get rid of their cramps, but not everyone. <laughs> um, and I think mm. that we have to relearn. Uh, we have to teach our daughters, we have to teach our teenagers that the female body needs other things than maybe what you see on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. And you're so right, because also it's been, uh, we have been taught the wrong things. And there's always these uh, you know, like we're not really looking at the traditional medicine because there's always something new, a new diet or a new way of eating. And I think this this part of you saying also that um, just the, the fact that raw things can be very hard for the body to digest and and generally we need the warm and 
more easy yeah. uh, digested things mm. to help the body and i think like some of the things that you mentioned are really great are there any like the general tips that you give to your patient can you mention them that it, maybe of course it's not going to be the same for everyone but some general ones that are like that you see that people don't really yeah. know yeah and women don't um, know about these i things. would say in general that try to keep your diet plant-based but if you want to eat meat and fish and and chicken do that but try to buy organic uh, avoid eating raw foods and that means all raw foods of course if it's summertime you can eat more fruits and vegetables that are raw but in sweden summertime is usually only three months um, so yeah. in the rest of the year try to eat only cooked foods and only warm foods And that's difficult for many because they eat maybe yogurt for breakfast, a salad for lunch, and then maybe something cooked for dinner. And I want them to eat something warm yeah. in the morning, something warm and cooked for lunch, something warm and cooked for dinner. And that's a big change for many people. Yeah. And then I always also recommend mm. them to drink warm water instead of cold water. And never, ever drink ice or iced water or iced soda. Um, yeah. I also recommend to never get cold. And this is also something that people laugh uh, when I tell them. Because I usually try to explain um, like this. If you're trying to get pregnant or if you have an issue or if you have been burned out or you have chronic pain or you just have something that's bothering you, your body's like primary um, need is to keep your body temperature because otherwise you will die. So if you go outside mm. and it's cold and your body has to work twice as hard to keep your body temperature that will take energy from other things in your body that might needed that energy so i i try to explain it like this that don't waste your energy in things that's unnecessary please <laughs> wear warm clothes wear socks wear a hat mm. when it's cold outside It's much better to be too warm than too cold. And this is an issue, especially for women yeah. who sometimes in the winter, they walk with maybe leather boots, um, a skirt, no hat, no gloves, maybe a, uh, a coat. And I look at their legs and I'm like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> they're freezing. <laughs> This is taking so much energy. Um, I'm really trying to... Yeah. to to change the way they look at their body. So this is also something that I always yeah. recommend. I also always recommend uh, to warm uh, the lower part of your belly every night. If you have like a heating pad mm -hmm. or these uh, wheat 
wheat sack. I don't know what it's called, like a wheat pillow that you can warm in the microwave yeah. or in the oven. Um, you warm your yeah. belly every night. Maybe if you're watching TV or you're reading mm. or when you're having dinner, you can just have it on, on your lap. Um, and if you mm. have trouble with, uh, for instance, uh, period cramps, you can use it all evening and then you heat it again and you you bring it to bed and then you have it on your belly in the beginning and then you bring it down to your feet uh, when you fall asleep. And this is a mm. great tip. Um, it you, works so great for cramps. It works so great for insomnia because you bring the yang down to your feet instead of up in your head. And a lot of people have mm. ex excess yang and or liver yang rising. So they, they have trouble sleeping at night. Yeah. So this is also another great tip. Yeah. Um, and then I, I usually recommend uh, supplements with uh, zinc, magnesium, folic acid, omega-3, uh, vitamin B or B12, because um, a lot of people don't eat meat. Um, vitamin D, because we live in Sweden. Mm. It's, uh, it's dark almost all year. Um, and then depending on the mm. uh, where you are or how old you are or what you're experiencing, maybe I would modify it. But that's the basics, <laughs> I would say. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So many great tips. And, and I have to say that I'm one of those that are mm -hmm. getting cold very often. And I love the yeah. heating uh, pillow, uh, the the um, it maybe it's uh, yeah it's a wheat pillow you put it in the microwave and you put it on your body because yeah. it's in the evenings that I do get cold so I think that's great and also what I love now is is to uh, yeah do steaming in the evening uh, so you can yeah heat up the whole pelvis area and that's yeah. where where you start yeah. getting warmer like in the entire body so I think that's great. And um, yeah, just keeping warm. I think that we, when we grow up in a colder climate, we somehow get used to it. But then the body with time can become very yeah. uh, cold uh, without us. Like we, we, especially when we're younger, I think we, ha yeah, we yeah. have more, you have more young in the body, right? Young. So it, it did it. <laughs> Exactly. So the older you get, the the colder the body gets. And it's so important to like, I, I have really thick socks even at home at all yeah. time. It doesn't matter if it's summer or winter. I have that. And I think also moving away from the mentality that I think what's been like going on for many years now is, is mm -hmm. like the habit of eating salads. But the salad is is cooling and it's it's it could quite do the opposite for the body it can actually put on the yeah, the exactly. weight in fluids and other things mm. that when when the body gets cold so i love like soups mm -hmm. like stews and just the herbs that you can use when you're cooking if you're you're in a climate that's cold and your body has cold yeah, it's very common. I would say very common. 
50% at least. Mm. Especially people with chronic yeah. pain. So they have uh, always like yeah. cold issues. Um, yeah, it's mm. very important. And I think just the way you look at your life, what's important and why you, why you have a body, what's your body for, yeah. it, we need to change the idea of, of what's important. Many people care, mm. like 80% of their day is about how they look what they should do to look better, what they mm. should eat to look better, what clothes to buy to look better. And, and for me, that's just insane. Mm. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to care about the way you look because that's normal. Uh, but the, to only mm. focus on that, it's, um, it's, I think it's very mm. disturbing. Um, and I don't like the way social media works with it and how they use people. And it's always, almost always, sorry, young women who fall for it. Mm. And I think it's just so unfair. Yeah. And um, there's something wrong in the system um, that makes yeah. women the target. And when you mm. maybe then when you're 30 or you're 40 and you realize that you've been suffering from something that didn't even matter um, from the very beginning many people get filled with guilt why did I do this how could I think yeah. this was so important or why did I live the, with this man um, I could live on my own or why did mm. I stay at this job or how could I um, be on a diet all my life? I never enjoyed anything or, you know, it just builds up and up and up. And I think that's also a huge issue, uh, not only from a Chinese medicine pr perspective, but in general. Um, and there are so many different mm. categories and things to take into account when you want to be healthy. Um Chinese medicine is great. Mm. I love Chinese medicine, how it works, how you look at the body way um, than the Western medicine do, how you plan your life, how they look at women after giving birth. Um, it's completely different. And I just wish that we would be able to educate more of that in the Western world and in, especially in Sweden because... Sweden is a very open-minded country when it comes to a lot of things, but not when it comes to medicine. And Sweden is also one of the most mm. shallow countries when it comes to how you look and um, what you should look like yeah. and stuff like that. So I think it's so important. I just want to yeah. spread the word and teach people how what's important in life. Yeah. Um and maybe it's not as important to mm -hmm. look good, but maybe you can, you, it's more important to feel good. And, and maybe that means that you have yeah. to walk in, in clothes that you don't find very attractive, but who cares? Because it's more important to be healthy and to be well. Mm. Yeah. So true. I love that. And mm -hmm. I'm totally with you with that. 
And yeah, this has been so interesting, such uh, great insights and wisdom from you. And I love the holistic perspective of well, what thank you're you. doing. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I would love for you to maybe share with the listeners if they want to get in touch with you, uh, what you offer. Of course, and, and how um, they can I have with my you. own acupuncture clinic in Sundbybäri in Sweden. Um, I collaborate with a yeah. yoga studio that's called MM yeah. Yoga Studio, and they're great. Um, so I give treatments yeah. uh, for everyone, um, children over eight years old, if they come with a parent. Um, I do acupuncture, cupping, gua sha, moxa, usually many of these things in the same treatment i always welcome everything and and i mix so um and then i do cosmetic acupuncture mm. as well uh i love that facial rejuvenation yeah. it's so interesting and so cool and mm. it gives such great results both on the inside and on the outside um so that's what i do mm. and my clinic's name is acupuncture hjälpen stockholm uh, thank you so much yeah link to that <laughs> thank uh, you and you can follow notes, me on so instagram can find on it. acupuncture and yeah that's great I think it's awesome. You've Thank I've you. been on a treatment with you. I think you're amazing and your energy, everything that you do. So Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful. Yes, and of course. I hope and we will be colleagues in many again. ways. I think that's so happy. I'm so happy. Yes, we will. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode has helped you in any way in your journey of healing and connecting deeper into your body and also all the great tips that she shared like trying that if you're not feeling balanced and if you want to check her out you can click the links in the show notes to visit her website or social media pages so I'm truly grateful for you I also I'm so grateful for all of you who are leaving reviews on iTunes and giving me feedback. It means the world to me. And for those of you who do leave reviews and ratings on iTunes, I always do a personal oracle card reading. So if you do that, you can connect with me on Instagram at lovepositivism. So thank you so much. Take a deep breath in through the nose and exhale out through the mouth and namaste.